Welcome to The Real Journey Show. On this podcast, you can expect guests of all backgrounds and professions to share a real journey they have experienced in this thing called life. From origin to current, the rocky ups and downs in the middle, and what is yet to come. The journeys of each guest will vary, but there is one thing that will remain constant. The listeners will be reminded that life experiences have a compelling way of connecting us, inspiring us, and empowering us to stay real. I am Tara Martin, your host of The Real Journey Show. Welcome to The Real Journey Show. We are so excited to have a special guest on the show today, Nick Mann. I cannot wait for him to share his story and his journey with all of us. Uh, Nick is the founder of Teacher Fit and Student Fit. He has also done a many of wonderful adventures throughout his life, and I'm just so excited for him to be able to come on and tell us a little bit about his real journey. Nick, please do tell everyone who you are, what you do, what does life look like for Nick Mann? Oh, I am excited to be here. It is an honor to be on the show and get to know you more and also kind of share uh, a little bit about my story and hopefully impact your listeners in some small way. Uh, like you said, I'm the founder of Teacher Fit and Student Fit. We produce wellness programs for school districts, schools, and individual educators. Um, I am a Marine Corps veteran. I've been in the health and fitness space ever since I left the military in 2000. 13 slash 14. I was a gym owner, owned a a CrossFit gym, powerlifting, personal training gym for six years. And then as of pre-COVID in early March of 2020, we decided to go all in and focus on our impact with teachers and students. So now my day-to-day is working with district leaders, school leaders, individual educators to uh, share our program, make sure they're taken care of to create new wellness programs. We offer mindfulness, fitness, yoga uh, for both educators and students. So creating those programs, working with our coaches to create those programs and put out a high quality product that we think and we hope will change the lives and how the education world looks at wellness. So teachers can be their best for themselves, for their families and loved ones, and also set the example for their students. So students have that positive role model of mental, physical, and emotional health. So yeah, spend my day doing that and trying to grow our reach and our impact. Nick, I absolutely love your mission, your passion. It is just amazing. And it's exactly what we need in our world today. We really do. And I think too often I see a lot of educators and people and moms and dads and overworked adults putting their health and their wellness on the back burner because they just don't have time for it. But the truth is, if we don't make time for ourselves and keeping this body and this mind healthy, how can we possibly serve all the people that are within our realm of influence? And it's like we know that, but it doesn't matter. We still put others first because we are in the servant profession and it feels like it's the right thing to do. We have so much to do and that's just going to have to wait until it just keeps waiting and it ends up not ever happening. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly what I saw. So I, as 
as I was running my gym, I started an after school program. So I was in the school system inside the school every day. And I quickly realized that not only did the students need health and wellness and movement in their life, but the educators, the staff, they also needed it because like you said, teachers are naturally giving individuals and they're willing to sacrifice sleep and nutrition and their own trip to the gym or their own run in the evening so that they can go the extra mile for their students. So seeing that, I need, thought we needed to make a change because there are so many supporting agencies and programs in corporate America, whether it's a healthy cafeteria or massage therapist at Google or whatever it may be, that just doesn't exist in education. And the day that my wellness program at work is only a PDF on a website that says eat healthy and take care of yourself should be gone. Like it's now it's 2021. There should be a legit professional program in place. And that's what we're trying to do. Give something accessible, easily implemented that teachers can take 30 minutes and take care of themselves on a daily basis and see that change and be able to maintain that for a long time. Indeed. I love that. And Oh my goodness, there's so many things about this program that is just amazing. And I I wish um, more people could get their eyes on it and can check it out. And we'll definitely talk more about the program later because I think it's definitely something that we can all use and do and it's quality content. You're not having to worry about what is there. But for right now on this show, we love to hear about real journeys from amazing people like you, Nick. And by real, I just mean it's an acronym. Real comes from my first book, and the acronym is being relatable, exposing vulnerability, approachable, and learning through life. So we would love to hear a real journey that shaped you into the man you are today, the entrepreneur, um, yeah, just tell us something that would help us because truly we are made overcomers by sharing our stories with other people. And I think a lot of times we realize that we are, while we have so many things that are different and unique and we have so many unique talents and strengths that we bring to the table, we also are all human. And I love that aspect about the show and being able to interview people such as yourself to learn a little bit more about your real journey. So please do share a real journey with us, Nick. Encourage us today. Yeah. So I think the story that continues to impact me the most every single day as you know, I wake up going into what I'm doing professionally and then in my personal life is my journey into the Marine Corps, my time in the Marine Corps, and then transitioning away from the Marine Corps. Because when you're in that environment, and I was an infantry officer for eight years, um, it's just all consuming. Like it's not just what you're doing, it's who you are through training, through deployments. Um, I went on to teach my last three years, uh, new officers, and just it's who you are. And it just defines so many things. And you learn through uh, hardships and the, the great times and the challenging times. And there's just so many lessons that I take every single day, both good and bad from, from those experiences that shape who I am. I, I made the decision my senior year in high school after reading a book called Making the Corps that explained Marine Corps boot camp. I made the decision like, I'm going to join the Marine Corps. And I already had scholarships for college and all these things. And I figured out that I could go in as an officer. 
but I pretty much, I remember stop, I pretty much stopped going to certain classes in high school because I was so obsessed with just reading more and more books on the Marine Corps. And then all through college, I trained in the summers and then went through my initial training uh, for six, nine months in Quantico and then became an infantry officer and served for was it seven or eight more years as an infantry officer through multiple deployments and meeting every type of person, both in the Marine Corps, outside the Marine Corps, in a different country, and having those experiences just really shaped the person that I am. You know, I grew up in Georgia and getting out of that atmosphere, meeting different people, experiencing different things just continues to shape who I am today. And, you know, that that is like a major journey in my life that continues to impact me. Major journey is correct. Wow, that's incredible. So when I talk to men who have, and women, who have served in the military, who are veterans, I love to hear their stories. They always have the coolest stories and the most empowering and inspiring stories. Do you have a story like that you could share with us today? Yeah, a big one that always comes to mind is from my first deployment to Iraq. And we had just gotten into the country and we're supposed to have this process called a left seat, right seat, where we kind of tag along with the current unit that's there. And they show us the ropes and show us around our area of operations and like get us comfortable before we have to go out on our own. So we get there the first night and I'm thinking like, okay, it's pretty calm. Nothing's really going on. This is 2008. Iraq is not what it was the years previous, but there's dangers, you know, IEDs, and there's still some conflict. And something happens the first night we're there, and the unit that's supposed to show us around isn't available. And they task me and my platoon to go out and help rescue another platoon that came upon some improvised explosive devices that were, you know, 60 kilometers north on this road that's known for IEDs. And I'm like, oh my God. Day one, I thought they were going to show us around. And it's that, you know, as a Marine, you're like, oh, I'm not scared. Like, we're ready for this. But deep down, you're like, I am scared out of my mind. What are we doing? We're going out here. It's my first time outside the wire. It's dark. I have no idea where I'm going. And there's no IEDs on this road. So the immediate fear and, you know, you're scared. Like, if, if any Marine that says they're not scared when they go out or any person, they're lying to you. Like you're scared. There's a little bit of fear in there, but through that process, working through that, trying to set the example for my young Marines, you know, I had Marines that were 17, 18, 19, also their first deployment. I was only 22, I think at the time, maybe about to turn 23. Um, but we're able to look back to our training. We had done things at night. We had done things similarly, similarly before we deployed. And once you get out there, those instincts take over and obviously we were fine. We get out there, we execute the mission. The fear subsides once you take that step and move forward. And then I think that's the big lesson is that like, if you put in the work ahead of time, if you train, if you, you know, do the reading, if you do the studying, if you learn from others' mistakes and you're willing to accept that, hey, there is fear associated with this, but I'm going to step forward into that fear because I know I've done the work and I'm ready to do this you'll be okay. And I think that's the lesson that I take forward in so many things that I do. I take a lot of risk with my business, a lot of risk in my personal life. And I'm like, I've done the work. I can do this. Fail forward if you have to, but hopefully you can prevent those mistakes with the work ahead of time. 
What an incredible story. I love this story so much on so many levels, but I it really just reminds me of how often in this world we go out, we have the skills that we need, we have been taught, we have the foundation for what is ahead, but, and we have a plan for all the planners out there, and maybe there's some of you that aren't planners out there, and that's okay too, because I love you, and we need (laughs) you in our world too, but for all the planners out there, sometimes... Um, it our well-laid plans get all messed up and we have to trust that foundation that has been built that we right. we have, right? And so I love that piece. And then I love too that you just didn't stay frozen. You had all these people counting on you. And so you right. had to move forward. You couldn't allow your fear to paralyze you and freeze, cause you to freeze in the tra- tracks. You had to move forward. And... I think in life we have a lot of situations just like that where we have to take a step. We have to trust that we have the foundation we need to move forward and we can't allow ourselves to freeze up in fear. You bring up two great points. The first one is having that foundation. We don't know what's going to happen. And when we step out, things do change. But having the foundation of education, training, whatever it may be, allows us to be flexible. And that's like, I think where a lot of people do thrive is when they have a solid foundation, but they're able to be flexible and create on the move. And that's what makes people great. And the second one was having that and what what saved me in so many situations was having, surrounding myself with other individuals who were super strong. And whether that was my platoon sergeant in Iraq or my Marines, and whether it's now it's business partners and peers and people I look up to or mentors or coaches, you know, surrounding yourself with those people allow you to take the fear into success or fear into, you know, taking that step and surrounding yourself with those people that if you do stumble, you stumble forward. One of my favorite things is to fail forward. They're there to pick you up, to coach you and help you move forward. I love that. And I couldn't agree more. In fact, that's kind of the line of work that I get to do now. And I I love that because I'm constantly encouraging people to put their work out there, to share their work out there. And in fact, today I was just talking to an author and I hope she's not listening, but even if she is, I will not use names. Um, And we were talking about this fear of putting our work out there and getting it into the world because sometimes writing your manuscript and taking that leap of faith to share your story can be very scary and intimidating. Right. But if you just understand that, one, get your ideas on paper. It doesn't have to be perfect because we have a beautiful team that's going to help you create this manifesto that's so much better than what you could do alone. And it kind of reminds me of your the statement you were just talking about, how we're better together. And when we surround ourselves with people that lift us up, then we can move forward. We don't have to be paralyzed in that fear and that worry. Is this going to be good enough? Can I, am I doing okay? It's going to be perfect because truly we are made better by experiencing these things. You know, a lot of that, and I think with your story and mine as well, could be tied to ego. And one of my favorite books, Ryan Holiday, Ego is the Enemy, is that like that fear is associated with like, what will people think of me? If we don't do well on this mission, what will people think of me? Script is 
not well put together, but you fail to realize that like, if you have that team that no one's judging, we're all in this together, like you can drop that ego and say, Hey, I need help or let's do this together and take that step forward. And I think that's a, a lesson that we all have to learn. I think over and over and over again is that like swallow that pride, forget the ego and let's go on. Exactly. And I think a lot of times too, maybe it's not, it is ego, but it's it's just this idea of it has to be perfect before we send it out into the world. Forgetting that there are a lot of people who can help us, can can give feedback, can mentor, can coach. And once we all put our brains together and work on this thing, once we put it out there, then we have this beautiful product. And I think you could definitely speak to that, having built a couple of businesses from the ground up. And I know I work for an entrepreneur who started his own business. And I know <laughs> I know that can be very challenging and very interesting. I would love to hear some of your stories about those journeys. Yeah. So, uh, the first entrepreneur journey was starting the gym and that was my first step into like, Hey, I'm always been about impact. Like when I was reading books about the Marine Corps, I thought it, you know, we were impacting the world. And I still believe that, you know, whether no matter where you are on those, that spectrum, but, um, moving into the health and wellness space, I'd been passionate about CrossFit and fitness and health, uh, during previous, the Marine Corps, the Marine Corps, and then after, and opening the gym was my way to impact my local community, to help people change their lives. And I soon started to work with schools and got an opportunity with Hamish Brewer to work at his middle school and run an after school program after many, many, many denials by other schools. He gave me an opportunity. So I'm always grateful for that. And then, Moving forward, once I saw a need and saw that the best way to impact students was to take care of teachers because a lot of kids don't have that positive role model at home and they're at school five, six, seven, however many hours a day. If we can get teachers to be that role model, then they will in turn impact students through being mentally, physically, and emotionally well, like we talked about earlier. So as that continued to grow, you know, we just decided like, is this the work that we want to be doing? Will we be happy if we focus on educators, focus on students when we turn around in the year and say, did we make the right choice? And my partner, Atib and I both decided like, yes, this is the right place to be. This is where we can have global impact on a scale that we would never be able to reach in our town that we're currently working in. And we still don't know. I mean, every year, this year has been, 2020 was crazy. We've continued to grow, but we never know what's going to change. But like we talked about earlier, we're trying to be flexible and take the risks that we need to take to fail forward. And we've made mistakes. I'm, I am the, the creative visionary, like, like not stereotype, um, yeah, maybe stereotype in the entrepreneurial world or business world. So I have a thousand ideas and most of them fail. Like on a daily basis, I'm like, oh, this could work. And, I'm, and it, half the time I try them, half the time I don't, and a third of the time they fail. But when I get the one that works, we go all in and we push forward and we try something and we continue to push. And in the back, at the end of the day, we always evaluate ourselves on, will this provide the most impact to educators and students? And if the answer is yes, we're willing to take that step, we'll risk, and we're willing to fail. And that's just part of it. Wow. You are an 
a believer, an entrepreneur, a dreamer. I love that about you. I also appreciate how much each time that you took these risks, you were amplifying your impact. First, the community, then it moved to like nationally, then globally. And I think that's really what it's all about. And especially for people like you and I that are generating ideas by the second. I am constantly like that. I just always have an idea, always have something that I wanted to try and wanted to do. <laughs> I'm just, I can relate in so many ways like that. But honestly, the prolific, <laughs> the prolific creator is important. I mean, it's a very important piece of our work. And we have to remember too, that we do, we create so many ideas. And out of those thousand ideas that come in my head, only one of them might work. But that doesn't mean the 999 were bad. They were just the ones that led me to the one that worked, right? And so it's always a learning experience. And I think that kind of goes back to the real acronym too. The LN Real is all about learning through life. And that's what we're doing as entrepreneurs. That's what we're doing as teachers, as educators, empowering our future to make and create change. And I think too often we don't have enough we don't allow students to fail enough in the classroom and be able to experience that type of feeling. We need to allow that so much more. I feel like if we could put kids out into the world with this entrepreneur spirit, then who knows what they could create right underneath our noses and definitely when they move on to their adult life. So yeah, I love this. Yeah, I think the big thing with being the creative, and I think so many teachers are that archetype or stereotype, however we want to define it, because they're constantly creating ways to engage their students and add value and get their message across. And and I've talked to a lot of teachers on my podcast or just in person, and the, the lessons don't always hit. And they're not ever always going to hit. Like, don't get wrapped up in like, oh, that, that was not a good lesson. Like, okay, like, rework that one next time. Let me move on to the next one because there's going to be that lesson that just resonates. And it may just be with one student, but that impact, because that student can go on to impact hundreds and thousands and a global um, community that you may never know. I mean, I think back to teachers that I had and like my physical education teacher, and I tell the story when I talk about student fit, she created a running program that we got to earn running t-shirts based on miles we ran and collected popsicle sticks. And like, I will never forget her. I'm 36 years old, I think 36. And I still remember Mrs. Lloyd and running for popsicle sticks. And like that set a foundation for me to be a healthy person forever. Now I'm hopefully impacting other people through health and wellness. Like that was her impact and it's still going. It's like, you can be that educator. She probably created some other program before that didn't work, but this one worked for me and now it's continuing to work. So like, don't get wrapped up in the hundred failures, push forward with that one success. That is such an important message for us today. And so many of us are setting new goals for the new year. We have this renewed zeal. We want to try something new. And don't be afraid if you face failures. It's just going to happen. But keep moving forward. And our educators out there are trying all these lessons, um, just like yours, Nick, who had that great idea of running miles for popsicle sticks and gave you this love for fitness, this love for um keeping yourself well and comp a healthy competition and how you're putting that out into the world to be able to help change 
the world and help us to be the best versions of ourselves. I think oftentimes as teachers, we worry this lesson wasn't good enough or this lesson didn't seem to hit. Sometimes it can be as simple as what we're saying. I remember my second grade teacher telling me, I believe in you. You are greater than your current circumstances. It wasn't necessarily her lessons that stuck with me, but a lot of times it was just those sidebar conversations, that special time she spent with me. And I remember even at graduation, you're talking about her and the kids coming up afterward and saying, you know, you thought you were super special, but she did that for me too. And I was like, how could she possibly have done that for all of us? There's no way. But the truth of the matter is what you're doing every single day is making an impact that you can't even begin to understand or measure. And so it's very important that we just keep putting that prolific creation out there into the world and, and trying out our ideas because the more we put them out there, you never know which one's going to catch. I mean, if it meets your big idea, if it meets your big goal, your big mission, and you've run it through that filter, then go for it. And so Nick, thinking about big goals, big missions, tell us a little bit about the Teacher Fit mission. What is it? What is that that drove you to start this company? So my big thing, and it ties directly into our mission with Teacher Fit, is leadership by example. And it, it, it also comes from the Marine Corps. When you go to Officer Candidate School, Ductus Exemplo is like the tagline, leadership by example. And that continues to stick with me. And giving them not only, hopefully, a positive example to look to, with regards to their impact, but also giving them the freedom to fail. You know, I'm not going to be the leader that dictates every single thing they do. For instance, Allison Carmichael, our mindfulness director, she has a thousand ideas just like me, which I love. And we could sit on a phone and talk for hours about, hey, let's try this. And like we just bounce ideas off each other. But giving her the freedom to try whatever she wants, as opposed to like trying to keep her in this box, like, hey, you're only going to work in my vision as opposed to you have your own vision for what this looks like. And I'm going to allow you to also fail, to also try to also, you know, succeed on your own terms. And I think just allowing her creative energy to amplify our team's creative energy is, you know, how we want to operate moving forward. And as the team gets bigger, I want everyone from the top all the way to the bottom. If, so, if someone at the very bottom, whoever that may be, um, you know, we're very small like you guys. Um, if they have an idea, I want them to have that freedom. Like, hey, we want to do this for students. Hey, put it together, try it. And if we fail, we fail. If not, like if it works, awesome. Like let's, let's put the whole company behind it and continue to move forward. Yes, I think great companies, that is the key of success. I, when I joined, it reminds me a lot of joining Dave Burgess Consulting Inc. I remember coming over from the school system and that's all I had ever known. And I would, I asked Dave and Shelly, like, where's the rubric? Like, what is distinguished in this role of director of PR and communication? Like, I want to be that. I want to exceed that. And when they told me there's no rubric, you know, we hired you to do the job, serve our people, give them what they need, provide, let's create systems and put systems in place that serve our authors, that serve our readers, that help our community to be able to embrace this content that we're putting out there. But there was no rubric. And I was so confused. I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this without a parameter? Like I was looking for that because 
we're trained to look for that in the education world. And so I remember feeling fearful. You know, where, where do I go? What do I do? But the truth of the matter is it was so freeing to be able to use all of my creativity to create this thing, to create this role and to serve our people. And once I realized that's what I need to do, I need to unleash my creativity and do the job they created, they, they chose me for. And so it's scary though. And I think we don't allow enough of that in the classroom. I mean, even as an adult, I was looking for a rubric, not because I wanted to just be that. I wanted to exceed that, but I wanted to know like, what was the standard? And I think too often, like in the classroom, we're trying to teach these certain standards. We're worried about everyone fitting the standard, putting them in a box and not really allowing them to bring their real creativity, their real talent, strengths, and everything to the table and, and use all of that to move the learning forward. And so I think too often we get caught up on this idea of, they have to meet this, we're gonna check this off, we're gonna move on. But if we could ever let those learners unleash and allow them to unleash their creativity, there's just no telling what they might create, but also putting them out into the world, there's no telling what they might create for our society as well. Yeah, I love that. And you know, a lot of people get wrapped up in having that specific framework that so many companies and jobs work in, but it doesn't allow for that creativity. And so many people who are creative limit themselves because they, they're limited by that framework. And so if you can figure out as a leader or as someone who's executing to get your leader to allow you, hey, what what is the base? Like we provide like, hey, for instance, Allison, our mindfulness director, hey, here's what the work needs to do. And your impact is gonna be through guided meditations and mindfulness and the mental health of educators and students. How you do that is up to you. And then I'm going to fault to you as the duty expert on what that looks like. And if you have crazy ideas, again, we'll put effort behind them. And if they're, they're great, they're great. If they're not so great, they're not so great. But we're going to let you try whatever you want. And it's such an empowering tool as a previous employee and someone who has had bosses previously. Like It just feels good to have that freedom. Exactly. And once I was able to embrace it, that's the same thing that happened to me in this role. I just learned that I was creating the standard, you know, and if we later have a team come in, we kind of know where they could go, but also understanding that everybody's talents need to be considered and utilized. And this happens in the classroom too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes we create really big messes. I've when, created them too. When we unleash that creativity. <laughs> but the truth is we learn from those messes. And just like me in this role, in this profession, you know, I've yeah. learned from a lot of things that didn't go well. And it, it, it helped our company. It helped us to move forward. And so, so I would say that we are living in a project-based learning world. I mean, yep. Dave Bridges Consulting just released a book called Project project-based learning anywhere. And I couldn't agree more with the title by Lori Elliott, Lori Elliott. And I really think that's what we're living in. We're living in Absolutely. a world where we, where we have this problem that needs to be solved and we need to serve some people and we need to come up with something that's going to 
serve them in the way that they need. And Good Grief 2020 really taught us this, right? And 2021 is looking much the same. So we are living in a project-based learning world. And so we have to be prepared to, I know we said it a bunch of times, but have this entrepreneur spirit fostered in the classroom and in the students that we're serving. So they're prepared for this world. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of experiential learning and giving students the ability, again, to fail forward and have that creativity built into the curriculum that allows them to learn on their terms. It may be faster, it may be slower, but I guarantee if they're doing the work, they're going to learn. I mean, I think of all your failures, like how much have you learned from failure? Probably more than your successes for sure. And well, I don't think we allow enough failure in the classroom. Like, hey, you didn't do it. And what lessons have we learned? Okay, let's try again and let's go forward. Yes, exactly. I'm Gosh, I've learned so much from my failures. I feel like that's almost, um, I recently wrote a blog about this. It says you either win or you learn instead of win or lose. And it's not like I think everyone's a winner, but I do think from those quote unquote losing experiences, I learned so much. And so I'm either winning or I'm learning. Either way, it's a win-win, right? Absolutely. Besides, wouldn't you want to experience it over filling out a bunch of worksheets? Because that's way more exciting and likely to be retained. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, doing things always trumps filling out worksheets, for sure. I mean, that's what you remember most about your favorite teacher, right? Running those miles for popsicle sticks. Yeah. I mean, I was out there sweating and breathing heavily, I'm sure, as a seven, eight, nine, however old I was. And it stuck with me, like experiencing that and the the, the drive to want to get that t-shirt with a Factory Shoals Dolphins, to get the Dolphin t-shirt that had 25 miles or 50 miles or 100 miles. Um, I wanted to do that. And it it worked. It worked. So Nick, I would love for you to share a little more about the Teacher Fit program and tell us a little more about how people can get involved. I know I haven't really checked it out yet, but I'm super excited about checking it out. So please do share a little more about the Teacher Fit program for any of those that are listening. And of course, we want you to share your contact information, how they can get in touch with you, how they can find you guys and how they can possibly become a member and start changing their life and putting their self-care first. Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate the opportunity to share. So obviously you can follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram. We put out free classes almost every week, I believe. Um, That's teacherfit underscore uh, on both those platforms. And then if you're interested in the program, we partner with school districts, individual schools, and then individual educators. So you can have your own individual membership. We actually have a deal going on right now for $99 for a full 12 months. So I think $8 or less, somewhere around there for the a month for the whole year. So each week we put out three mindfulness practices that are somewhere between three and seven minutes. So you can do a guided meditation or a mindful tool that you can do in the mornings or in the evenings or in between classes. Um, we put out five new workouts each week and those are 30 minutes or less easily accessible. You can do them at home. You can do them after school with a friend. You can do them at your gym and they're on our website and app via your smartphone, laptop. You can project it on your TV, um, however you want to do the class. And then two new yoga classes each week as well. Again, 30 minutes or less everywhere from your yin, very simple yoga up to a hatha, vinyasa, 
a power core, more flow style of class. So a wide range of opportunities there. We've got hundreds of classes in the library. You also get access to all of those classes. Um, and then we have our challenges. So it's the new year. I don't know when this is going to come out. But our wellness challenge starts the 15th of January. We have a 30-day wellness challenge going on right now that all of our member schools and teachers get to participate in. And if you want to participate in that, um, obviously you can become a member or reach out and we can see what we can do for you. Um, I think that's it. Oh, Student Fit, uh, our newest program, we have two fitness classes and two student yoga classes each week and we have a lot of schools using those for PE or for after school programs especially those who are virtual or combo um, with everything going on right now and we're seeing amazing results that's kind of my passion project one of those projects I created and I'm moving forward with it um, so that's something I'm really excited about to see how many students we can reach with that program I love this program. I think it's going to be just a big hit. I can't wait to see teachers from across the world getting involved and getting their students involved. And you know what? It all links back to your first story about being in the Marine Corps and leading by example and the mission of teacher fit and student fit. But also it, it kind of involves us taking a risk, right? Taking a risk and putting our health first, but also doing that in front of our learners and allowing them to experience that journey with us. And I think I heard you say there's student pieces in there as well. And so I really love that part that they can actually share some of that learning with students on their level. Yeah, I love it. And like that's one of the things we try to provide. We also have student mindfulness that comes with our teacher program so that if a teacher is working on their mental and emotional health, in the mornings when they get to class they can share that with their students through one of our student mindfulness or meditation practices and kind of have that touch point of setting the example and talk to i did this this morning i meditated and i went for a walk or a run we're going to go through a practice together so we can all lay the foundation to be more mentally and emotionally well what I appreciate about your program is you're not just telling people to do this, but you're providing resources for them to be able to do that. And again, um, Nick, I don't know if I caught your uh, contact information. We share that out with them so they can find you. Yep. Teacherfit.com. And you can search around and everything's on there as well. And yeah, tell us a little bit more about the challenge on the 15th. I will be posting this podcast before the 15th. So how do we get involved? Yes. So the, the information's up there. I actually posted a video today that covers what is on that. Today is the 7th of January. Uh, so they can check that out or shoot me an email, nick at teacherfit.com, and we can get them taken care of. Amazing. Well, I want to be involved. So I'm definitely going to figure out what I got to do to get involved too. And I'm really excited about this Teacher Fit program. In fact, as soon as we get off this podcast, I think I'll be diving in and checking it out a little bit more, a little bit more. Yeah, and I know you guys have heard how much Tara loves her CrossFit gym community. That's what we're trying to create in the schools. So an after-school workout with the principal and the custodians and the teachers and just creating that community inside the school is what we're going for. And I think that's a game changer. It is a game changer. I mean, I don't want to disappoint my people, right? I go to that 6.15 a.m. class mm -hmm. and there's 14 of us and we are just one big family and we support yep. each other. We cheer each other on. And I, I think to have that globally, that's just 
awesome. It's like beyond exciting. So I can't wait to learn more, to watch this program just grow and flourish. And I'm really excited about what the future holds for Teacher Fit. Uh, Our big goal is to impact every single school that we can reach. I mean, we have some, some numbers associated with that, but you know, my work will not be done until we have impacted, we've reached every school in the U S Canada, every English speaking school. And then we start translating the work, um, to reach every other educator so that that in turn will funnel down and impact every student. My big passion is to fight the childhood obesity epidemic that we're facing. And I know that if we can get more actual physical fitness into physical education, that can lay that foundation just like it did for me. So, you know, through teacher fit, uh, impacting educators, at every possible school that we can reach down to every student and giving them both teacher and student the foundation to be the healthiest version of themselves. And ending childhood obesity, I, I really, I think it's just a cool mission. It's a great goal. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to be a part of it. So thank you, Nick, for joining us today. Thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for encouraging us through your real journey. I just appreciate you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, Sarah, for having me on the show. It's been an honor to talk to you and hopefully connect with your community. Thank you so much. The honor is truly ours. It is amazing to have you on the show, sharing your real journey from leading the Marines to starting your own gym and moving into this um, new program that's going to help teachers and students all over the world. Nick, you are truly leading by example, and I'm so grateful that our paths have crossed and you are now influencing my community and all the communities out there. So thank you for joining The Real Journey Show. If you like what you heard today, please do share it out. And remember, next week, same place, same I'm jumping back on the show a little later, um, this is several days after the recording, um, but two days after the recording with Nick, I ended up subscribing to Teacher Fit myself. I really liked what he had to say on the podcast and thought I would just try it out myself. It's $99 a year. I could give up one Starbucks coffee a month, and I don't really drink coffee, but tea, and out. <laughs> If you are looking, you can check it out on teacherfit.com. I also have chosen to partner with Nick and try to help get more eyes on it. And I believe in it so much. So you can also find it on my website, tarammartin.com. If you go to health and wellness tab at the top, um, I have a little special place for Teacher Fit. I always appreciate you and your feedback. And we'll see you next week. Same place, same time, different guests. Thank you so much for joining The Real Journey Show. We are excited you tuned in today and hope that you have left feeling inspired and empowered to stay real and share your real journey with others. Remember, real, it's all about being relatable, exposing a little vulnerability, approachable, and learning through life. You can connect with me on Twitter at TaraMartinEDU or visit my website, TaraMMartin.com. Please use the hashtag RealJourneyShow to share your thoughts of today's episode. Tune in next week, The Real Journey Show.